going on, guys? And welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. It is Tuesday. I know that uh, the uploads have been a little bit spotty lately, but really what that comes down to is a lot of these games just... Look, I'm never going to pretend to know something that I don't. When I don't know something, I'm going to be real with you guys about that. And a lot of these slates, I feel like 70-80% of the games, they're just not providing any value. So I don't want to sit here and talk and spend 20 minutes talking about something that really you know, could go in so many different ways. Um, and so that's where you've seen a, a little bit of a lack of, of uploads lately. And then on top of that, a lot of times we need um, a lot of different news to break before we can even make clear decisions on what we want to do. Um, and so that combined with, again, just th- it being this late in the season is where we're at. But uh, gonna when, whenever there's a slate, uh, you know, a larger slate or some funner games, I'll, I'll try and get this out. I will still be doing this in the playoffs and I'll have a playoffs betting preview podcast posted here as well but i appreciate you all for tuning in today we got a one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven games late today so we will do our best to break it down um have have gone a little cold over the past two weeks again like i said um you know things just shaking out a little differently and so We've got a week, about about a week left to just make this last push, and and hopefully, um, you know, there's not necessarily an intended like goal for where we want to get, but uh, just end this season on a high note. So I appreciate you all for tuning in with me. Without further ado, let's jump into the slate. So first game of the day, we got the Charlotte Hornets and the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets heading into Charlotte as a five and a half point favorite, two twenty three and a half total. Um, <clears throat> Charlotte last played Mother's Day Sunday against the New Orleans Pelicans. Took a tough L. They're still going to be without Miles Bridges. They're still going to be without Gordon Hayward. Um, but outside of that, everyone is back and and they're kind of rounding in the form. On the other end, the Nuggets are missing a lot of guys, but they do have a little bit of extra time off having not played since Saturday. Um, and really right now it's it's Jokic, MPJ versus the world. Um, you look at their last game, Jokic played 36 minutes, Porter played 33, and everyone else, uh, let, me, let me read you the rest of the roster. We got Fasuna Campazzo, who is good in his role, but I don't know that you can com- count on Fasunda for 34 minutes a night of, of production every single night. You got Austin Rivers, who was cut by the Knicks. Jermichael Green, who's a solid backup big, but it's, you know, it, they're counting on him to play big minutes. Then off the bench, Marcus Howard, a rook. JaVale McGee, who is JaVale McGee. Vlatko Kankar, who has not played significant NBA minutes his whole career. Shaq Harrison, who's bounced around, and then Bull Bull. So really, I, I think right now it's almost a, a better time than ever to show I've already said Jokic has has checked every box this year but I think right now just goes to show you even that much more uh they've lost three of their last four um but all against really good teams and they were that game was going right down to the wire against Brooklyn that Utah game right down to the wire in Utah that being said I do like the Hornets they are battling right now um for that eighth eighth seed ninth seed and again for them having the ability to play boston in the plan and then 
even if they lose out, have another shot against Indiana or Washington, is going to be huge. They're only a game up on the Pacers right now. Uh, so ba- Pacers still definitely have a chance to uh, to catch them. Um, I expect them to be motivated, especially off a loss. And, and look, they're not going to have anyone for Jokic. Jokic should be able to eat. And I, I could easily see him leading this team to a win. But five and a half is kind of getting to the point where... A five and a half point home dog in a motivational spot, plus almost everyone healthy. I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, we got Devonte Graham, questionable, and also Aaron Gordon's probable, and Monty Morris is questionable. So, uh, I wasn't aware that Aaron Gordon would potentially be back today, and and Monty Morris out of nowhere with the hammy is coming, maybe coming back today too. So I'm gonna lay off because if Aaron Gordon's in. Monty's in and Devontae's out. I think I think five and a half is honestly fair. This was more so um, without those guys. So uh, probably going to lay off of, of that one. Although I do I do like anytime you get a motivated team at home um, as a you know at least a four or five point dog. That's generally a spot I like. All right, you got the Timberwolves heading into Detroit. I'll read the injury report because that's always the most important thing for the Pistons. Get ready for this. Uh, Jeremy Grant out, Wayne Ellington out, Corey Joseph out, Mason Plumlee out, Rodney Magruder out, Josh Jackson questionable, Frank Jackson questionable, Hamadou Diallo out, Wancho is going to be questionable today. Um, I'm hearing a lot about like, oh, like the Timberwolves, you know, they're going to lose their pick if it's not top four. Um, and I get it. There's some validity, validity to that. Um, you know, that there's a good chance that their pick is definitely not as good next year. This is a really good class. Um, and, and they lose it if it's, it's four or five. Um, so why not do it? But I, I also, I I actually got back and forth uh, a little bit with it, uh, with Drew Dinkmeyer on Twitter, but I think, I I think for me, you have a new coach, you have a new literally a new coach that came in halfway through the season. You have a really a fairly new team with a lot of new personnel and you got a new front office. And so I think it's important to really use these games um, as lessons and, and taking away certain things about, you know, how you want to build this team for the future. And I, and I also think it just sets a standard and culture for prioritizing winning first and having that really be the driving force behind everything that you do. And that, you know, uh, we've seen it like the Pelicans last two years ago weren't supposed to get Zion like the Cavs that one year weren't supposed to get Wiggins like there's so many times that a team that gets for, uh, the first pick overall kind of came out of nowhere. Like, even last year, I think the Timberwolves were, like, in the fourth or fifth spot. So um, I just say, you know, play it out the right way and let the basketball gods take care of you. And I think that's what they're going to continue to do. Um, and that's why you're seeing them as seven-point favorites here today. Again, I've talked about, you know, the Pistons. They are the best, worst team ever in that they just don't have that much talent. They have guys sitting left and right. And they always just seem to grind out these games. And so, um, but, but I mean, it's getting fucking ridiculous to a certain point. Like, Jeremy Grant, Wayne Ellington, Corey Joseph, Mason Plumley, Rodney Magruder, Frank Jackson's questionable, Josh Jackson's questionable, and Hamadou Diallo is out. Like, this is what I mean when I, I struggle to do podcasts on some of these games. Because it's like, bro, how am I, how am I actually supposed to know, like where these teams are at when eight of the rotation guys are out and yet every game Dwayne Casey somehow has these G-leaguers 
fighting for their lives. So I, I would lean Timberwolves here today for sure. Um, they're playing really their best basketball of the year, even though it's kind of you can make an argument they shouldn't be. It's it's just a weird situation. I'll probably lay off, but I like the Timberwolves. Um, next game we got the my hold on. I want to get a bite of this panini. Needed that panini, but um, next game we got the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Miami coming in as a one and a half point favorite. These two teams uh, just matched up on Sunday, and the final score only reflected a six point win. But Miami really controlled that game. Um, for most of them, jumped on the Celtics. And these two teams are almost like twins. It's like the Spider-Man meme with these two teams where it's like, okay, you know that they have a decently high ceiling because both teams went uh, to the Eastern Con- These Both these teams went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. You also do know that it was a little bit of a, I'm not going to call it a janky situation, but it's just different, you know? So it's hard. You don't want to discredit those two, two teams and they both, you know, put in work. Um, but it's clear Neither of these teams are the teams they were last year. And on the Celtics side, I think it is a lot to do with injuries and no Gordon Hayward. And I think on the the Heat side, it has a lot to do with a really, really quick-ass turnaround. And you could say some of that is true with the Celtics as well. Um, that being said, um, they're, they're so both similar in that they, they have good stretches. Um, and they both, you know, looked really good at times. And then as soon as you're ready to say, oh, shit, they're back. They uh, they both revert to their old ways, and um, I think Miami's kind of riding the high right now, and Boston's kind of on the low. Wouldn't be surprised to see things just switch just like that, where Boston's like, all right, now it's our turn, and then Miami takes a step back. But Miami really did dominate that game, so it's hard for me to go on Boston here, given what we just saw, given the Jalen Brown news, given Robert Williams is out as well. Um, I, I would have this uh, pick them, honestly. Um, I believe ju- like just last game. Uh, okay, no. My, yeah, Miami was a one-point favorite or a one-point underdog last game. So now you're getting him, them after that last loss, and, and uh, they, didn't, they didn't have Jalen Brown last game either. So you're getting, if you're counting the swing through zero, you're getting three and a half different points here. I don't know that you can overreact like that just because of the the beatdown. I like Boston here today to bounce back if I had to, but I, I don't know. Especially because, like, these guys are, are fighting right now for that seventh and eight, seventh and sixth spot. Miami just, if Boston wins, they cut it back down to one, and then they're, they got a shot to get out of the play-in. But um, we'll see. I like Boston here today. I think I'm leaning on them pretty hard. It, brutal losses in back-to-back games against the Bulls and Miami um, and loss at home to Portland a game before that as well. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I think you've seen it on both ends of the spectrum with both these teams. As soon as uh, they start to get hot, they regress. And as soon as you're like, oh, my God, this is terrible, like fire Brad Stevens, they get hot. So, We'll see. I, I feel like it's a logical turning spot for the Celtics. Next game, LA Clippers, 14-point favorites in Tampa Bay. Baines is out. Rodney Hood's out. Pascal Siakam's out. Fred Van Vliet's out. Chris Boucher's questionable. Um, and I talked about it with Sarge on my uh, other pod. And, and just the, uh, the Toronto Raptors slash Tampa Bay Raptors have done a really sneaky tank job this year in terms of Figuring out pretty early on, all right, this is not our year. We're out here playing in like in Tampa Bay. We all live in Toronto. This is, you know, we're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with injuries. 
let we're not going to win it all like let's just be realistic we're not going to win it all let's find a way to get a lottery pick and that's what they've done and you've just seen um the rest and and just being kind of smarter and sneaky about um getting their pick kind of uh as low as possible um and you see it tonight now they're they're 14 point underdogs that being said they'll play hard they actually just went into LA shorthanded and, and hung in with the uh, Clippers only losing by five just last week, uh, early last week. So um, I'm going to lay off. I'm just going to lay off. Clippers just lost to the Knicks, but you've seen them take uh, take other certain teams for granted. I like I like the Clippers, honestly, off of a loss against a short, very shorthanded uh, Raptors team, but not enough to hit it. All right, let's keep let's keep churning through these. Uh, Dallas Mavericks heading into Memphis. Memphis, a three-point underdog at the crib. Uh, going to be without JV, going to be without Jaron Jackson, still going to be without Grayson Allen on the other end. Uh, the Mavs are going to be with, uh, I think, still without Kristaps Porzingis, and uh, I believe Maxi Kleba is going to be questionable. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, Memphis... Generally, this year has played the Mavericks pretty well. They actually had a game about a month ago, um, and granted, they had JV. They had uh, Grayson Allen, um, didn't have Jaron Jackson, but um, they were, honestly, you could say they were the better team for most of that game, and it just came down to the Luka Doncic's kind of, not lucky shot, but kind of a lucky shot, um, and he made it. But uh, the, the Grizzlies were the better team, but that, that being said, they're shorthanded. They're down. They're on a back to back, and yes, they they will be motivated. They're playing well. Uh, they beat the Pelicans, a Pelicans team that's had their number for most of the year. Although the Pelicans were missing guys, they beat Toronto with most of Toronto's guys, um, and they beat uh, the Timberwolves in Minnesota, which is a, is a tougher game than you would think. Um, so for me. I think this line is, is fair at three. I, I think for me, if I had to lean aside, I'm going Dallas. Um, just given the consistency level of Dallas lately, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. has just been an absolute bucket. They go into Cleveland, win both games by 20-plus. Um, so coming off a game where they beat Brooklyn at home, they went into to Miami. So really, ever since they lost to Sacramento uh, last Sunday, they've ruled off reeled off four straight wins, and really all four of those have been in pretty nice fashion. So I, I'm leaning Dallas here today. It's just tough for me to say that, you know, I could have them as a four-point favorite or four-and-a-half-point favorite. It's hard. I, I just – I like JV. I like Grayson Allen. They both had great years. I just am not sure um, how much to adjust because Xavier Tillman steps in. It, it really just leads to, like, more minutes for Xavier Tillman, more minutes for uh, DeAnthony Melton, more minutes for Dylan Brooks which are all guys that can step up and, and really be impactful players. So um, I think at, at two and a half, it's a lean on the Mavs. Three, it's a slight lean on the Mavs. And then once you get into the three and a half, four range, it's like, all right, uh, I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass on this. Um, and I, we're seeing a lot of different line movement back and forth. So uh, I'm going to wait on this. I think it's now even down to two. It was at three, like when I started the pod, and now it's down to two. So we'll see. Okay, next game, Brooklyn Nets heading into a uh, into Chicago to play a very, very desperate Chicago Bulls team. I've talked about it before. Just really sad what happened to the Bulls towards the end of the year. Zach Levine worked on his game so much in the summer. It was very, very apparent. Looked himself in the mirror, 
fixed everything, not fixed everything, but really, um, really worked on a, a lot of the things that people said were his weaknesses. And that was uh, kind of the, the creation aspect, the defensive aspect, uh, and then just became even that much more efficient shooting the rock. And right before really they need to make a push, they go make a trade for Vooch. And then right before they're really, uh, you know, trying to make this push, Zach Levine gets COVID and is out for two, two, two and a half weeks. And even though he's back, he's just kind of thrown into that bitch again randomly. So um, they are making a push. They beat Charlotte in Charlotte. They beat Boston uh, at home. They went into Detroit and, and beat, a uh, again, a, a Detroit team that fights. And now they're at home against Brooklyn uh, playing their best basketball right now in a must-win scenario uh, against a Brooklyn team that's kind of been sleepwalking lately. Um, I've, I've been, you know, singing their praise all year for, you know, despite the injuries that they have, they always seem to show up and give a good performance based off of who they have, even if it's just KD, even if it's just Kyrie, even if it's just those two, uh, they show up. Um, but that being said, they've, they've taken to some tough L's. They lost twice in Milwaukee and, uh, in close games where it really came down to them, to them getting one or two more stops um, or, or or making one or two more shots and just not being able to get it done. Really same thing, exact thing happened in Dallas as well. So um, after that, they bounced back in Denver again against a Denver team that was very, very shorthanded. Um, but they bounced back in Denver. They've had two days off. They head into Chicago. I think this line is fair because there's really some promising sides on both ends. Again, Brooklyn making that push for the second seed. Uh, trying to really keep push to keep that second seed um, all while, you know, trying to get right for the playoffs as well as having two days off Chicago. This is a, really a must win game. Um, so I think four and a half is fair given the talent difference, but also uh, you can't make it higher than four and a half because of the way Chicago is playing and factoring in that this is a must win game for them. Legitimately a must win game. So almost, you know, you almost like, want to go bulls plus four and a half here just based off of that and, and the way they're playing it's not just oh this team's super motivated it's this team's super motivated and playing their best basketball so uh i'm laying off i do think i slightly lean the bulls here but but the nets you know four and a half if Kyrie and katie are going and the bulls don't really have any stopper stoppers um it, it could be over quick so uh, i'm laying off we got Indiana hosting the Sixers. Let's get to the injury report, as we always have to do. Jeremy Lamb out. Joel Embiid questionable. Jakar Sampson questionable. Furkan Korkmaz out. Malcolm Brogdon out. Edmund Sumner out. Matisse Thibel out. So, again, this is one of these games where my head is just spinning looking at it um, because the Sixers have been successful at times without Joel Embiid and have actually been in a groove lately. They've won three four five six seven eight in a row they're going into into indiana i have no idea if if joel suits up if joel does suit up i like them i like them brogdon's out lamb's out edmund sumner's out um indiana's been kind of struggling of late they've they've real they won they beat cleveland which is which is cool but it's cleveland um they they got honestly a huge win against atlanta which is uh, was big for them, uh, but there's still turmoil out there. Nate Bjorgen's job is apparently in jeopardy, even though they're right there as the 10th seed in the play-in mix. Um, and we just talked about it. They have a shot to potentially catch Boston with their recent slippage. Um, so they'll be locked in here today. 
Um, and it's just really, really hard to determine, you know, what the most likely outcome of the Pacers, um, well, like what the most likely outcome is for the Pacers squad with everyone banged up. Um, all right, let's get to the Magic and the Bucks. All right, Bucks and uh, Bucks and Magic. Magic heading in as thirteen point underdogs. I, you guys know I just I don't enjoy these types of spreads. Uh, but it makes sense here today. Milwaukee coming off a brutal loss last night against San Antonio. Uh, just one of those games where, you know, the Spurs are motivated. Sure, they're in a playoff hunt. Uh, but Bucks should never lose by 20-plus uh, <laughs> against the Spurs, even in San Antonio. For whatever reason, just seems like Pop always seems to have the Bucks number in the past couple years. Uh, regardless, it's a back-to-back -back late here in the season. Um, that has been talked about numerous times about how much of a grind it is. So uh, I could see Drew Middleton or Giannis, any of any of them being rolled out um, here before the game starts. So I'm just gonna pass. Do like the Bucks here today. Uh, would look at them in the at the first half spread too, um, or just full game um, if everyone is ruled in. But you know, don't know. Next game. Warriors and Suns, uh, interesting game for me where I think the line is fair. Suns are coming off a, a tough loss against the Lakers where they were honestly just outplayed. Suns have been one of the better teams in the league, just in general as a whole, but also um, been really, really good this year off of losses. So um, I, I think the, war, I, the, the Suns definitely should be favored today. I think the Warriors can hang tough and maybe keep this within four or five, but I like the Suns honestly to get right today. Um, after really an embarrassing loss, they're, they're playing uh, really, really good basketball. But we did just see, you know, the Warriors are playing kind of, they're playing their best basketball of the year right now. They're definitely peaking, and it, it has coincided with just saying, Steph, in order to, you know, get the best version of this Warriors team, Steph should be shooting, you know, 20 to 25 times a night at a minimum. And that's what we've seen. And it's resulted in, in uh, obviously, some good results. So, um it's up in the air for me, and the Warriors, like some a lot of these other teams, it's it's just super. It's been consistent lately, but I've seen it so many times where you think they're turning a corner and then they fall off. And a lot of their success right now is predicated on Steph doing really, really ridiculous things. And we saw last night. Last night was the first time in really quite some time where the role players stepped up and like seven or eight different guys hit threes. And even then, the Jazz were a Steph Curry missed three or rebound away from beating us with Steph dropping 30-whatever 30, 30 and every role player step pitching in. So it's just a really small margin for error with this Warriors team. You really need the role players vibing. Um, and you need Steph Curry to just be going loco every, every game. So um, at four and a half... It's one of those games where if the Suns really come in focused, it's a back-to-back -back for the Warriors, the Suns can definitely win this. And I would lean the Suns here. Um, but I can't lie, you know, at this point, I, I, this is like the one spot where I'll say, like, I I can't bet on against the Warriors this late in the season, right? Every game matters so much. Like, I just can't. It just doesn't feel right putting my money against the Warriors late in the season right now. Next game, Thunder and Sack. Uh, Thunder Sack and uh, Thunder been really the worst team in the league that we've seen in quite some time for the past month. Just getting blown out left and right. Got blown out last game by the Kings. 
Um, and this Kings team is really not even healthy. It's without Harrison Barnes. It's without De'Aaron Fox. It's without Tyrese Halliburton. And this new version of the Kings, it's almost like every single guy has been like, oh, dope. We all get to step up. We get more shots. We get uh, to play in a, a little bit more of a free way. We're all getting 35 minutes. Um, and it's worked out for them, at least against the Thunder. And so I, I don't think the Kings will take this lightly, especially with you know the, the fact that all these guys are, are being able to step up into more fun, higher usage roles and, and are just going to want to take advantage of that. I like the Kings again here today. Uh, the Thunder will randomly have a game where they play well and click. You saw it against Boston. You saw it um, against the Suns where they only lost by three at home. So who knows in this one? Uh, but really, uh, it seems like almost every time they play on the road, they're going to lose by double digits. Um, so it's a layoff game for me. In the last game of the day, LeBron should be back. Um, Knicks are five and a half point dogs in LA. I honestly like the Knicks today. Burks is questionable. Quickly's doubtful. Um, and on the Lakers side, they've been the kings of just probables. Like, I don't know why they do this, but LeBron, KCP, Gasol, Davis, Kuzma, THT, all probable today. Uh, super interesting line because if the, if the Lakers were vibing and playing their best basketball, sure, this line makes sense. Uh, but they're not. And I don't think you can expect LeBron to come back and just everything to perfectly click. Although I think that is the intended goal for these last couple games is to get one or two of these games where, wow, okay, this, I remember where we were. I remember what we did and how we did it. Um, so for me, I, I like the Knicks here at plus five and a half. They've really, they, they're in a brutal part of their schedule. Um, and as a result, they've actually taken some tough L's, um, lost to Denver in Denver, lost to Phoenix in Phoenix, but bounced back in L.A. with a six-point win. Um, I, the Knicks have been the best bet in the league this year, so I, I like the Knicks here today getting points. I like them to grind out this game despite LeBron being back. Um, that about does it, guys. Again, it's just a, it's a weird time of the season with a lot of shit just up in the air. Um, don't go too crazy on any of these bets. For me, I think the strongest leans today are going to be the Knicks plus five and a half. Um, Suns minus four and a half. If you really do want to play at Dallas, if it stays at minus two, um, Celtics minus or plus one and a half, and maybe even the Timberwolves minus seven, just going to have to do my due diligence and, and wait a little bit closer to lock. But I appreciate you all tuning in. Enjoy your Tuesday. I hope you uh, hit every single bet that you make. And uh, we'll be back to, to break down in another NBA slate soon. Peace.